0: Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seemland, and in today's video we have another Q&A from Instagram. So if you want to ask questions from me in the future, then yeah, make sure you follow me on Instagram and let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Bond Charge, formerly known as Blueblocks. My favorite light and sea optimization companies, Blueblocks, has rebranded themselves as Bond Charge. They're now involved with a huge range of evidence-based products to improve your wellness and life in every way. Their extensive range of premium wellness products helps you to sleep better, perform better, have more energy, recover faster, balance your hormones and reduce inflammation. My favorites are the red light light bulbs because they can be used to create a melatonin friendly environment in your bedroom by shining only red and not blue or green light waves that will reduce your sleep quality. After starting to use these red light light bulbs, I find it much easier to fall asleep and feel less awake before bed. To celebrate their rebrand Bond Charge has a 25% off rebrand sale happening right now until the end of June 2022. Go to bondcharge.com forward slash seamlund and use the coupon code Boncharge to save 25%. First question, uh, thoughts on sucralose. So um, yeah, sucralose is, let's say, neurotoxic in large quantities and it may have like some negative effects on the microbiome as well but uh, let's say like the quantities that you would get from any like supplements or diet coke or whatever um, is just so small that it doesn't even even matter. Like maybe some people are more sensitive to that, but let's say you uh, have a protein shake or you have like a protein bar or some other pre-workout supplement, whatever has a bit of sucralose, then I mean the amounts are so small. I mean, I think the amounts are like a thousand times smaller than um, in studies where these animals get these neurotoxic effects or something. So I personally, I'm not worried about sucralose uh, at all, unless you're eating, let's say, I don't know, um, 10 servings of something that has sucralose per day or something like that, or let's say even more than like 20, 25 servings. What's your favorite source of chromium? Uh, so chromium, I use that for mostly insulin sensitivity and blood sugar regulation. Uh, my favorite source is uh, taking a chromium picolinate supplement uh, because that's the best way to actually boost your chromium status and get enough chromium. Because the absorption of chromium from dietary sources is only like one percent. So in order to reach the optimal amount of chromium from food and dietary sources, then you would need to consume at least, you know, a thousand micrograms of chromium, which uh, would require you to eat uh, the higher so- food source of uh, chromium is like mussels and seafood, is uh, oysters and those things of like that. You would have to eat, um, I don't know. The exact quantities but you would have to eat yeah like maybe like 500 grams of mussels or something like that to get that amount of chromium uh, so i personally do eat foods that have chromium like mussels oysters not all the time um, but um, mostly i get chromium from even like broccoli and oatmeal those like those foods have also chromium although like in much smaller amounts uh, but uh, to make sure that i do get the chromium then i eat a uh, 1,000 microgram or a 500 microgram chromium picolinate supplement uh, on the days that I sweat. So like on the days that I work out or the days that I take a sauna or if I eat carbs. The best mitochondria supplements, uh, I think um, for the mitochondria the best supplement would probably be like infrared light. So uh, infrared sauna, um, sunlight as well. Uh, probably so uh, and red light those would be the best because I don't think I get supplements I mean yeah you need nutrients and such but um, the uh, mitochondrial effect and energy producing effect that you get from infrared light and red light and sunlight is far more superior to any mitochondrial supplement uh, but for the question being supplements I would say like CoQ10, PQQ, um, I mean NAD boosters can also be categorized here to a certain extent, but uh, CoQ10 is the most famous one, uh, but you need all these different minerals for that. Magnesium, if you're deficient in magnesium, then you're not going to do anything. Um, iron, copper, uh, different vitamins as well. So eat like a nutrient-dense diet and maybe supplement CoQ10, PQQ, maybe NAD boosters occasionally, but uh, try to get some sort of uh, infrared light or red light as well. Three meals a day, no snacks, examples on how to eat per per meal, so not hungry in middle. <laughs> well, I think per meal you should get at least thirty grams of protein. So thirty grams of protein is where you um, peak or reach the maximum threshold for the protein synthesis uh, in that time uh, gap per meal. So any less than thirty grams of protein per meal isn't like really, you know, worthwhile or it's not gonna satiate you for like super long time. Um, so I would get at least thirty grams of protein. If you're let's say male and you uh, have higher demand, you're way more, you have higher body weight, then 50 grams is even better. Uh, But for females, uh, 25 to 30 grams should be the minimum. And then, I mean the other, besides protein from like meat, eggs, fish, uh, cottage cheese is good, satiating, uh, or beans even. Besides those, um, you would want to have like fiber. So protein and fiber is the most satiating combo, in my opinion, Uh, fills you up, satiates you a longer time, Gives you the protein synthesis and uh, yeah and funny enough like you know I've been um, eating more of this uh, crump that uh, the food of hemp protein granule that um, I helped to uh, start this uh, is like super satiating like I eat only like one serving or like two like one or two tacos of this crump thing. um, and it's you know fills you up so much so nicely and you, and other people have also said that uh, that they just eat one taco that has because the hemp granule um, the crump is super high in protein it's like fifty three grams of protein per hundred grams and also like fourteen grams of fiber so it's yeah protein and fiber is the best combo in my opinion. Uh, do you play video games? There seems to be a plethora of brain benefits when done in moderation. Uh, no, not right now. Um, I have played them in the past especially when I was like teenager <laughs> and then I played a lot of them. Um, I mean, it's a it's a like, you know, give and take because, you know, our pros and cons, obviously you can get addicted to video games. They're very highly addictive. Uh, you can lose a lot of time, waste a lot of time doing them. And then you're not doing any benefits to your brain uh, or let's say productivity wise, you may improve like your reaction time, depending on a game, you may improve your like strategic thinking a little bit if it's a strategy game. Um, But yeah, like I mean, even if you have, let's say, super high alertness or focus doing playing the game, if you're not able to apply it to real life, then like, what's the purpose or what's the reason? (laughs) What's the point? Uh, I think. In moderation, yeah, they're fine. Um, I would say that what I've gained mostly from playing video games in the past, as a teenager, was this ability to grind. (laughs) So I played a lot of these MMOs. massive multiplayer online role playing games like world of warcraft and those things so i would just you know grind for hours and hours to play to achieve certain goals and level up and get you know gold and stuff and that taught me yeah, like just how to grind and uh, <laughs> do some stuff these like monotonous things for hours and hours and not like give up so i think that's what i've learned the most from uh, video games to so not even like any brain focus benefits but mostly like the ability like a mindset thing or a discipline thing of just able to grind for hours and hours that's what i personally actually got mostly from that are bca supplements good you do play VR. what you do play vr Ah, oh, yeah <laughs> VR exercise. yeah well yeah. vr uh, i also play um, at the moment i also have like a vr headset oculus 2 um, which i'm just you know trying out to to see like what's the technology like, and I'm also like an advisor in a, a VR exercise app that is basically workout with a VR. So that's gonna be you can actually get it for free on the um, on the Oculus app store. It's a VR workout, and um, advising that I'm gonna help to develop that. And I mean it's a fun, it's a way good good way to like make make the exercise somewhat more engaging, especially like cardio type. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I do right now. Uh, next question: Are BCA supplements good? Well, BCA supplements generally are very overrated. They're overhyped and they're not that effective. They don't, or they're not enough to promote protein synthesis. So you're not even gonna build muscle when taking them. Um, BCA is alone taken uh, will be used as an energy source, uh, similar to ketones or uh, carbs or something like that, uh, to stimulate protein synthesis. Then you need all the other nine or you need all the nine essential amino acids so i don't think i don't take pcas i take eaas uh, but eaas themselves can be good anti catabolic and can help with protein synthesis but pcas alone uh, no best supplements for insomnia well hard to say what is causing the insomnia usually insomnia is probably maybe caused by some sort of nervous system overactivation stress uh, being aroused having like Running, thoughts, rumination, those things are probably the biggest cause of insomnia in my opinion. Uh, so for that, you would just need to learn how to relax and wind down before bed. Make sure you're not consuming caffeine. Uh, also, like circadian rhythm alignment, if you stay up too late, then your brain is just going to get wired and get stressed out. Um, whereas if you go to bed at a normal time, then uh, you will just naturally fall asleep. You will also want to build up sleep drive to make sure that you do fall asleep. Because like on days that I don't work out, then I don't sleep that long either because I'm not tired at all. Uh, and to build the sleep drive, then I will just, you know, get exposed to sunlight. That builds sleep drive and uh, actually helps me to produce melatonin at night. And uh, also uh, the exercise just you know increases adenosine levels in the brain, which will then make me tired. Uh, whereas like caffeine blocks adenosine. So um, yeah, exercise to build sleep drive, less caffeine to... Not block it, um, but I think you know blue light is also critical. So don't expose, get exposed to blue light in in the evening. Use blue blockers. Use red lights, and you would naturally start to fall asleep and feel tired before bed. Carnivore way of eating, yay or nay? Uh, well, I think yeah, it's not necessary. <laughs> like there's no reason to be a carnivore unless you have like some sort of autoimmune condition or yeah, you literally can't eat any other food. Uh, but regular people, there's no reason to. Be eating only meat. Uh, there's, I, I would much rather argue that yeah, it's much better to uh, eat an omnivore omnivore way of eating, for sure. And the, I mean, the research also suggests that that omnivore diets are <laughs> generally better, and maybe like a, even like a bit more uh, leaning towards a bit more heavier with the plants, but not completely vegan. I think so somewhere between there, like maybe 60% plants, 40% meat is probably uh, the optimal human diet, in my opinion. For longevity, at least from like you know muscle building and performance side, is probably not different. Uh, but from longevity, it's uh, like that. Do, do do Best time for berberine in the morning causes diarrhea. Uh, well, I would imagine that taking berberine on an empty stomach isn't the best <laughs> because you would go like super hypoglycemia as well. Uh, instead, I would take the berberine when you're eating carbs. Something that's yeah, that's the best time. Gallon of milk per day thoughts. <laughs> so. Yes, some people do the gallon of milk a day diet to get a lot of calories to build muscle and to gain weight, but I mean, it's just empty calories. You don't really need that many calories to build muscle and gain mass, and definitely don't. No, the, the calorie ratios from milk aren't, especially if you're getting in a gallon amount, isn't going to be optimal for muscle growth. Like higher carbs would be better for muscle growth. Uh, but a little bit of milk, a little bit of dairy is beneficial because of it has like, you know this. IGF-1 and um, colostrum and those things um, that may have benefits for muscle growth and mass but not in the amounts of like one gallon per day maybe like you know a few servings per day. Why do you take digestive enzymes without food in the morning? So I don't do it always um, but uh, the digestive enzymes if you take it on an empty stomach then it helps to you know break down the undigested food particles that are in your system from the night before or the previous day uh, because there's you know there's always going to be some food particles and whatever other uh, molecules circulating your bloodstream and um, or circulating you know um, around and being in your gut etc with the digestive enzymes you just uh, help to break them down Uh, but uh, if you're taking them with food then that would be beneficial for digesting that food Any digestive system optimization techniques? So I would say that one of the best things is to just eat a bit less. <laughs> um, eat like, you know, the, the the Japanese rule of eating until 80% full. That's very good for weight loss. That's very good for longevity. That's very good for digestion and uh, satiety as well. Um, so don't overeat. Don't over-gorge. Uh, don't stuff yourself. Don't, yeah, just eat. Don't eat too much. A lot of the issues can be solved by eating a, a little bit less. <laughs> uh, but for the digestive uh, system specifically you would um, be able to improve the digestion by having like apple cider vinegar before eating uh, having like not a lot of water when you're drink- when you're eating so don't consume large quantities of liquids with the food uh, chew it properly cook it properly like raw food is generally let's say raw plants raw vegetables are hard to digest now maybe raw meat isn't <laughs> that hard to digest, uh, but you get more nutrients from cooked uh, proteins, or you absorb it better a little bit, because raw food takes more energy to break down. Even if it's uh, even if it's uh, let's say meat, it takes a bit more energy to break down the uh, raw forms of uh, food, and like a lot of like raw plants, they're gonna cause like digestive issues. So. Definitely cook the vegetables and plants. Foods to strengthen the bone. Well, the best thing to strengthen the bone is um, resistance, resistance training. So applying weight weight, and applying resistance to the bones. That is the best way to <laughs> strengthen the bones. Uh, and no food or no diet is, um, let's say, better than uh, lifting weights. But from a food perspective, then, um, you know, the dietary factors that are associated with better bone health are you know calcium magnesium boron vitamin k2 vitamin d3 those are the let's say dietary factors so a little bit of like dairy if you can handle some fish bones protein for sure make sure you're getting enough protein collagen can be good uh, sunlight fish like i said uh, and uh, vegetables for the vitamin k1 k2 you get like from um, Organ meats and egg yolks. What do you think about barefoot shoes? Have you tried them? So, I haven't, I'm not gonna wear like barefoot shoes when I'm for, for like, you know, whatever um, everyday scenarios. I'm not gonna wear barefoot shoes when I'm going to whatever, like if I'm traveling or if I'm on the road or if I'm in the city or something. I'm wearing, I'm barefoot a lot of the times when I'm here at home, because I mean it's the countryside, I'm walking on the grass, that's the best form of barefoot walking, <laughs> uh, I think, and the barefoot shoes can be good, uh, generally, I think um, the problem that with that can be, like if you haven't gotten used to it, if you're used to heel striking, then you can harm your uh, legs, or you can harm your knees, and you can get knee pain and such, so you need to learn how to walk barefoot before you start wearing barefoot shoes, in my opinion. Because if you're used to with the high heels, you're just gonna heel strike the ground and that's gonna damage your you know joints. And you start walking with the barefoot shoes like that, with a heel strike, then you're gonna yeah, get injured. Whereas you need to learn how to do the other way around. And for to, to develop that then you need to you know practice barefoot walking you know on the grass preferably, not on concrete, not on pavement. That's gonna be you know damaging. Uh, but once you reach that, then you can use like these minimalist flat shoes, like the Vans slip-ons, Converse uh, sneakers. That's what I use. Um, I think they, those are also barefoot shoes, <laughs> almost because they're flat, and uh, you need to also not you need to avoid the heel strike if you want to stay injury-free with those uh, shoes. So that's what I use. Um, yes. When can I find Crump in Finnish shops? So the Crump uh, is. Uh, the, the uh, Indiegogo campaign supporters, though, those crumps, uh, those packages are being, have been shipped out to Estonia and most of Europe. Uh, the US and Australia, those regions are also being shipped out right now as we speak. Uh, you can get crump actually now from the store as well at uh, naturistfood.com. You can buy crump in Estonia, in Tallinn, in a few restaurants. And with Finland, we're focusing initially with yeah, the Baltics and Finland. Uh, in terms of retail uh, and you can get in finland probably you know in a few months or weeks but you can still order if you're in finland or if you're in europe you can order crump from naturistfood.com but from other let's say us retails amazon and those things that will probably happen like uh, next year 2023 right which carbs should i use healthy Healthy ones to get mass fast as possible. I have hard time eating much, so the best carbs. I mean, like Stan Neferding's a vertical diet, where he eats rice and meat. I think that's good, a mass builder, <laughs> and uh, apparently it's also good for digestion. Rice is pretty good on the gut. Um, I mean, potatoes are good. Like, if I eat carbs, I eat usually only potatoes or sweet potato fries or something like that. Uh, regular potatoes or sweet potato fries are my. Go to uh, starchy carb sources. Uh, I don't eat rice. I don't really like it, but I mean, rice and potatoes are the best carbs, I think, for building um, muscle. But any carb is still good, like even like bread and stuff. You get carbs and glucose from that as well. What amount of raw food, greens, etc., could be useful in a diet versus cooked food? You should always you should cook most of the food or at least heat it up in some way, to especially plants. Uh, when it comes to greens, like salad leaves, then, I mean, you're not going to eat that much salad, <laughs> probably, that it's going to be harmful if you eat it raw. But you should cook things like, you know, cauliflower and broccoli, and obviously potatoes and carrots. Raw carrots are fine, raw turnip is fine. I wouldn't eat raw beetroots, for sure. Uh, so cook things like, you know, these uh, cruciferous and uh, tubers, and you can eat, like, a little bit of raw... You know, herbs, rosemary, thyme, dill, Uh, onion eaten raw is fine, probably for most people. And uh, unless you're allergic, and uh, like salad leaves, those are fine raw. I would for sure cook also, you know, eggs. I'm not like, I don't think you need to eat like raw eggs. There's no point in that. You don't want to overcook the yolk, but you do want to cook the egg whites. Meat, I mean, you can technically eat uh, meat raw, uh, like tartar is also raw. Uh, you can technically eat fish raw if it's like sushi or uh, salted fish. Uh, but um, yeah, those can also be cooked. I prefer meat cooked and I like, you know, raw fish. Um, but I cook it as well mostly. like At least like heat it up a little bit. I think that's a safe bet. Best foods to break a long fast. I think uh, some sort of broth or soup. soup. Soup liquid is generally good after a long fast to kind of awaken the gut with uh, something that has salt and uh, minerals. Berberine over chromium. Thoughts? I actually think chromium is better than um, berberine because I mean both of them lower blood sugar but well berberine is let's say more stronger in uh, lowering the blood sugar levels but chromium doesn't inhibit like mTOR it doesn't inhibit muscle hypertrophy whereas berberine uh, does so so berberine is an ampk activator and uh, suppressor of mTOR which I mean can be good in a longevity scenario or if you're not haven't uh, if you haven't uh, worked out but you can take chromium anytime whereas I wouldn't take berberine after a workout I would take berberine only on like a rest day or if you did uh, if you did cardio Is there a time threshold we should exercise to not elevate cortisol levels? So that is very subjective and depends on the person. Some people, I mean, Navy SEALs are able to work out. And even then, like you don't necessarily need to keep the cortisol low. The cortisol is actually good in terms of triggering the exercise adaptation. So a lot of the muscle growth that occurs from exercise is also mediated by this elevation of cortisol. And you need that cortisol to burn fat as well Um, at least to a certain extent and um, yeah you can't like avoid cortisol you cortisol in moderation is good how much how much time to exercise to reach those uh, thresholds depends on the person and depends on how frequently you work out and like what's your vocation if you're a navy seal (laughs) then you obviously it doesn't matter how much cortisol is secrete uh, because you still need to do it Um, i would say for the average person like Exercising 60 to 90 minutes is perfectly safe. If you exercise for longer than that, like over two hours, then that may elevate the cortisol, especially if you're doing like some sort of high-intensity training. Uh, But even then, like, it may not matter. As long as you're sleeping enough, as long as you're shutting off the cortisol response after the training and etc. How soon after a workout do I need to eat protein to keep gains? Well... um, Generally, you don't need to eat immediately as long as you have like some sort of amino acids in your bloodstream. Uh, it's safe to wait at least like two to three hours. It's completely safe. It's not going to happen anything. Uh, if you wait like over five hours, then you may like, start to run into some issues. Um, at least what I've noticed is that um, I'm not making that much progress if I fast for longer than five hours after training, uh, especially if I've worked out fasted, if I have eaten before the training then I can fast for yeah like even six or eight hours without problems but if I work out fasted then I would I would want to eat something at least within two to three hours but if I have eaten then I can wait easily like six to eight hours tips for recovery from exercising over four times a week cold cold exposure ice baths cold showers are good foam rolling stretching drinking uh, mineral waters and um, mineral waters that have uh, bicarbonate that's going to reduce soreness and uh, lower the, like lower acidity and increase alkalinity. So uh, bicarbonate waters and uh, greens, plants, fruits have also bicarbonate. Is cottage cheese a good source of calcium? Yes, it's pretty, very good. All dairy is a good source of calcium and non-dairy sources are you know fish bones and uh, some greens as well. OK to cold plunge after sauna and after exercise? After sauna is fine. Um, obviously, you need to be careful. Don't do a cold plunge in a like unknown location where you don't know what's gonna happen. Or especially if you've drunk alcohol, or if you're um, if it's the winter and it's, it's very cold. So definitely don't do that. After exercise, I wouldn't do it. It uh, depends on the exercise. You can do it after cardio. I wouldn't do it after weights because that's gonna shut off some of the hypertrophy signals as well. So how do I know when I'm 80% full? Well, (laughs) you feel like you're 80% full. And uh, that's, you know, hard to, you know, gauge um, unless you have just, you know, intuition. Um, There are like some inhibiting signals that can derail your intuition, like just hyper palatable uh, processed foods can easily do that. But generally, I mean, you feel 80% full, Uh, but even then, like, you know, you can get eighty percent. You can get a full stomach eating only like five hundred calories, whereas you can still feel hungry eating three thousand calories if you eat like junk food. So it's hard to yeah, like base your judgment on just the feeling of fullness. But it is when it comes to whole foods and natural foods, then it is the best, one of the best ways to you know assess that. Just don't stuff yourself. <laughs> I guess that's the main point. Can you gain muscle on a low carb diet without going as far as ketosis? Yes, I mean, the only thing you need for muscle is just uh, resistance training or like a stimulus from training and enough protein. So you can do that on any diet. It's harder on a low carb diet because you're somewhat in a, like a periphery zone. So you're not in ketosis and you're not eating carbs in it either. So your performance is probably gonna suffer. Uh, but it's by far easiest to do on a high carb diet, that's for sure, because the carbs help with just glycogen resynthesis and performance. Uh, how to boost energy levels so, uh, energy levels, sunlight, sleep, maybe, of course, exercise, good nutrition, hydration, salts are amazing for that. Minerals and uh, maybe, like, yeah, infrared sauna, red light therapy is like more on the once you've once you've uh, exhausted all the other things, then you can start use the red and infrared lights. Um, but they do have like a ATP boosting effect. But the fundamentals are still there. Exercise, cardio, especially sleep, nutrition, hydration. All right, that's it for this Q&A. If you want to ask yourself a question, then make sure you follow me on Instagram. And it's at Lund. Thanks for watching this video. Make sure you click a like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name is Seam. Stay optimized, stay empowered.